Welcome back to Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. Today we have a special episode featuring our safety trailer demonstration by Nolan line technicians Kenny Brown and Ryan Ray. A little demonstration and uh, go over a few things that uh, that we try to uh, educate people out that is not accustomed to what we do. So that way, if you see any of this stuff happen or see any different things that we do on the line, you'll know, uh, first thing, stay away from it. Just back off. Give us a call. We'll come out and take care of it. Um, first thing is, uh, no Lynn has been, uh, we had a uh, 500 and something thousand man hours of non no accidents and uh, that's pretty daggone good in line work so we're striving for safety first our biggest goal is go home in the afternoon we all got families so everybody wants to go home so we take certain steps to make sure that happens they they provide us with really nice equipment uh, all our clothing is a FR style clothing, uh, which is flame resistant. So if something does happen, if you've got cotton or polyester or nylon on, it's just going to burn and stick to you. This doesn't actually, is not supposed to flare up. Uh, we take, when we work on the power lines, we have certain, what we call PPE that we have to wear. These are our sleeves, rubber gloves. They are, well, my strap came off. These are 100% pure rubber. They're, they're tested at 26,000 volts. So, and they're tested every month, or every three months they get tested, six months. <laughs> so, they take a lot of pride in making sure that we go home at the end of the day and that's what we want to do. If you'll notice though, they're yellow. These are yellow and our gloves have orange on them. Anybody know why? That's so if I'm on the ground, which I have a crew, if Ryan's up in the bucket, if I don't see orange, then I know he don't have his gloves on. So more or less I can holler at him. It's the only time I can holler at him but I'll get his attention real quick. And uh, believe it or not, I haven't never had to do that. Thank goodness. They all are very aware that, hey, I'm fixing to go up there and I gotta have this on and they take care of it. But that's one of the main purposes of the orange on the gloves and the yellow on their sleeves. We have certain things that we put on the line. This is a uh, it's called a line hose. It's 100% pure rubber also. It gets tested once a year. So they go through it and they got a machine that they come in, they plug it up and if it fails, they toss it, get a new one. You can't repair them. You don't need to repair them. Yeah, and uh, this is one thing. We can put this on that line up there at the top. You just take it and it slides right on the line, line fits right in that hole. And it's for, it's not so we can lay on, sit there and do like this, this is for accidental contact. It's just to let us know there's that line and if we accidentally bump it, it's okay, it won't hurt. 
This is another side, kind of a hose. It's out of plastic. Of course, everything's going plastic. But you do the same thing. You can put this on the line. This one actually doesn't does not have to be tested. If you we inspect them every day, so when you're getting ready to put one on, you just peel that booger apart like that. If you see any yellow inside, it's bad, and you toss it. Get you another one. The other one is uh, we call it a blanket, basically because it acts just like a blanket. It covers. So you can take this thing and all this bale and shoe and stuff that we have up here, you can lay this across the top of it, fold it over, put your clothes pins on it, and it serves the same purpose. It's accidental contact, but it covers everything up. Now we have to cover everything that we're not working on. And it's very important that we do. So the end result, we get to go home at night. So that's just a few of the safety aspects of it. We're going to uh, fire this thing up. And uh, one of the big things I like to find out, is anybody electricians? Well, that's good, we can tell you anything in. Uh, electricity is something that everybody wants and needs, but uh, you cannot see it. And it's something that will jump out and grab you in a heartbeat. I'll trade y'all for that one. So the basic thing is, this is let me secondary. turn this on. This is for primary voltage. We have a lot of safety aspects on the trailer in case something goes wrong. That line there is your primary line. It carries 7,200 volts constantly. This would be your neutral line. It has the potential to carry that much, but it is designed to return the voltage, unused excess voltage, I guess you'd say, back to the substation. It's kind of like a round robin. But you can look at that, and you can't tell me, or maybe you can. Can you see the electricity on it? No, it's just a piece of wire up there. As soon as I turn it on, there's 7,200 volts on that wire right there. So nobody, I ain't never seen it. I've done this safety trailer quite a few times and it <laughs> still looks like the same old piece of wire sitting up there. The, uh, the only thing you can see with electricity is the end result. Your two lights come on. And if you turn her off, she's off. Turn her on, you see the results, but you don't actually see the electricity. So it's a, it's a good little thing. It's a, if you have any questions while we're going through it, just this is something you just blurt it out, holler it out or something. So the biggest thing about electricity is that uh, you don't know where it's at, you can't see it. You don't know what's gonna happen. It's all unexpected. Uh, anything could happen at any time. And it could be a tree on the line. It could be your TV antennas. 
And this, and when it does, it happens with a bang. A lot of this used to, back in the day, everybody had a TV tower and had a big TV antenna sitting on top. Now it's internet, dish, all that other stuff. But there's still a lot of these antennas out there. If you go to grab them, that's why they require for your houses and stuff like that to be X amount of distance from the line. And there is uh, requirements for that. So whenever we see one that's maybe too close or something, we will go out and get in touch with them. Let them know that, uh, hey, we need to do something about moving this. And we'll even, we'll even go to the point of helping them take it down if it's too close. The, uh, the fuse that blowed, the TV antenna hit the wire. We got protection on it and it blows that fuse. That section of the line will be dead. So we can go out there and ground it and work on it and take care of it. Now what he's doing is what we normally do. You take the fuse out, you refuse it, you come back, your lights are off. Your antenna fell across the line, killed the power. Everybody's going haywire. Ain't got no lights. <laughs> got no lint on speed dial. <laughs> hey, ain't got no lights. But we got one up on you this time. All our meters call in. As soon as the power goes out, all those meters will call our dispatcher. Sometimes we're on the way before you can hit that button. So, you know, it, it's technology. I'm not big on technology, but hey, it's there. We got to deal with it. We come out clear it up, go back to the source, refuse it, close it in, your lights come back on. So we're all in good shape. You ready? Yeah, which, which one you want? <clears throat> we'll talk about the auger. auger. Yeah. Auger. So basically, <clears throat> LaRue County is a big farming county. Got a lot of guys out there that's uh, crop farming now. Used to be a lot of everybody was a dairy farm. Now they're going to crops. So with crop farming uh, in the summertime or in the spring, you plant, everything's pretty good. When you go to harvest, you got to get it in the grain bins. Well, these augers are something that is very deadly. They're long. They come down to the wheels, you grab the end of it, you go to turn it. Well, that part up there, this part don't turn very far, but the very end of it turns a long way. It's just a way that it's structured. A lot of uh, used to, not so much anymore with all the rules. Now, everything to a grain bin has to be underground and a certain distance away. It's helped out a lot. but. Used to, guy would grab the bottom of it, swing it over into the primary, and he would get some contact. That's actually 7,200 volts going to ground right there. If you had a hold of that thing in your bare hands and you made contact with it, that's all she wrote. That'd be the end of it. So, that's the uh, biggest thing about the augers that, that uh, 
used to be a problem. It's not so bad anymore, but it's, it's, it used to be a big problem. Anytime you get caught up and uh, everybody uses ladders. Everybody got aluminum ladder? That's a big, well, I ain't gonna say no, no, because they're lightweight and they're easy to tote around. The older you get, the lighter you need it. So, aluminum ladders and uh, power lines do not mix. And a lot of people will, you know, get in a hurry, got to get the gutters clean. They got that honeydew list. Man, I got to get these checked off because I got a tea time at three o'clock and I'm going to be there. So grab a ladder, throw it up in the air, going to lay it up against the, the house. Next thing you know, it's a contact with it. The, uh, the bird, he didn't, he don't last very long. He's cute though. But uh, at any rate, um, flying kites. You still fly kites? <laughs> Anybody ever tell you go fly a kite? Yeah, told me that a lot too. Kites are, uh, <clears throat> kites are fun. Uh, if you see one wrapped up in a line, string hanging down, don't grab it. You know, it's it can still be energized. Um, with swing. No, biggest reason to show you this. Yeah, push it in. And that melted our string. That's a one-time deal. Biggest thing on showing you this. All kite string has particles of metal. If they didn't, then, you know, they'd break and you'd lose your kite. So they got some metal in them. The thing that you do whenever you fly a kite is You lay it on the ground unless you got somebody to help you and you take off running like a jackrabbit, dragging the kite, dragging the string. Everything's getting dirty, muddy, nasty. And then finally it lifts up. And as soon as it lifts up, it wraps up into a line that's got all that contamination to it. That could possibly happen. If you see a kite wrapped up in the power line, the string hanging down, there's a possibility it could be energized. It may not be full voltage, but it's enough to to do some damage. So you don't want to just, hey, I'll get me a new kite. I'm going to jerk that thing off a line and I'll get me one. Take it home to my kids, save me $15. So you don't want to have to, to do all that. Uh, Y'all quiet. You ain't questioned so far? I'm going to start calling on people. No. To make a job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. So, I know we have power lines, but we also have They can. The telephone lines are held up by what you, they call a messenger. It's a steel, like a guy wire. Goes from pole to pole to pole. If the line, they are supposed to be grounded. If the, say, primary line fell down into it, it should knock it out, but it don't always. So telephone lines can become energized as well. Uh, 
now they are some out there that are coated but they're not coated with enough insulation to stop it and if they got a little nick in it you know they'll they'll still get energized so everything is we uh, when we set a pole we dig a ground rod at every pole it's 10 foot deep supposed to be in undisturbed ground you know that that helps out a lot it doesn't make the neutral work so hard because each pole has a grounding point but uh, yeah the telephone can become energized on that uh, there's few stories that you may hear uh, of telephone guys getting up and getting shocked because the line was on it and it became energized but it didn't ground out and they grab it telephone guys don't wear rubber gloves they they are uh, barehanded or leather gloves so you know they take a a high risk just to be 40 inches from us you know they got to make sure that they're safe too uh, go ahead I'm done talking <laughs> That's you ain't said a word. No, you're doing good. You're going to, the bird? The tree limb. Oh, I got you. Uh, a good rule of thumb, you ask about telephone and cable, internet and all that stuff earlier. They're always below us. So a good rule of thumb is the higher the line, the higher the voltage. So when you see distribution lines, like KU runs through the Rue County also, uh, they're usually at the top of their poles and there may be some telephone connector, you know, attached to their poles also. But you also have transmission lines running through the Rue County. You notice transmission lines are a lot higher. That's because there's a lot more voltage on transmission lines. It could be 60, or 69 kV or 138 and so on and so on. But the higher the line, the higher the voltage is a good rule of thumb. So if you want to recognize that, uh, you talk about the tree limb. <laughs> okay, trees, and we have our own right-of-way crew. I don't know if they told you this or not wide open utilities they just got started here uh, they're in charge of taking care of all our right-of-ways and uh, we have a 30-foot right-of-way 15 feet from the center of the pole out on each side 30 foot wide but you go out 30 feet and you got an 80-foot tree you know, it's still going to have problems with limbs and stuff like that. If you're cutting on a tree and a tree falls across the line, and I've seen it happen, <laughs> the guy thought that we would charge them to come out there and he caused, you know, the tree to fall on the line. Well, they're going to charge me a lot of money. So he's out there with his chainsaw cutting on the tree. And every time he revved it up and slapped the tree, it shocked him, but it didn't have full voltage to it it was just giving him a jolt and we found him and he was fine everything went well but he's like man why are you doing that and his only reason was oh i was afraid y'all was going to charge me you know arm and leg to cut this tree off i was going to get it before you got here so if you happen to cut a tree it falls on the line just leave it call us we'll come take care of it but trees are uh probably one of one of our biggest problems limbs fall out the way the wind blows and here lately the way the wind has blown man we've had limbs fall across the line and cause a lot of problems 
if it just lays up against the line and it may take a, a little bit but a tree will it don't automatically just start firing up what it has to do is is make a it's almost there it has to make a charcoal track it's got to burn down and burn up and as soon as it meets and it'll just keep sitting there and sitting there and then you may look outside and say hey y'all got a tree burning in my line and it may still be burning the time we get there it depends on how dry it is but a lot of times it takes a little while for that to get down You can see it working its way down. See the smoke poofing out of it? <laughs> now it can sit there long enough sometimes and just burn itself in the clear. There it goes. It's lightening up. Now once them two charcoal tracks meet each other, there it went. Once they meet, then it causes the big fireball. Now it's got to be, of course this tree you have to put it up against the neutral. Most of the time if the tree's going to land on it's going to land like that. The only reason it takes so long is that it's got to go to ground through the roots. Depends on how dry it is, what kind of tree it is, how much moisture is in it, as to how fast it'll actually work. For this trailer demonstration we we do that and it each time you do it it gets a little faster if you find a tree that's in the line or getting close to the line or something it's, you know don't try to tackle it yourself just give us a call we'll be out there we'll take care of it um, our response time is, is really good and now that we have the wide open services, the tree experts, they come out and they, they're, them dudes can climb like a monkey in a tree, you know. They're pretty good at it, so. Um, what about birds and squirrels? Birds and squirrels, they that, are. That little guy? Oh, all the little time. pink flamingos. Back in the day, squirrels, they eat everything. This is a, this is a cable guard for what runs down. Uh, usually it'll connect on, connect from the transformer, run down the pole and run to your meter base. So this is what goes up the pole to cover it, to, to guard it for, like when you're mowing around it or weed eating around it, this just protects all of our wire. But as you can see, this is actually a trouble call that we had that a squirrel had chewed through this and he made his way to the neutral and actually chewed through the neutral so we were getting crazy voltages because he had severed it in two. But, so we were like, man, we need to take that to show people. But that's, I mean, there's no long how, how long it took him to get through that, but there's animals, you know, there's stuff on the system going on all the time that nobody sees, just like that tree limb, if that's running back to a farmhouse that runs to a right away, nobody knows that's going on until the power goes out. But that's this this happened from a squirrel if you guys wanna pass that around. 
But do they ever get like disaster or Oh yeah. Yeah. They get uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh the funny thing about squirrels, squirrels will chew. Aluminum has a sweet taste to it. Not as much as chocolate chip cookies, but they have a sweet taste to them. And a squirrel actually <laughs> I'm saying a squirrel actually loves to eat aluminum. And our power lines are made of aluminum with a one steel core in there. That's to help so we can tighten it up because if we just try to tighten up aluminum it just stretch but that steel core helps us to keep our sag and a squirrel will get up there and on, on the triplex like going from a transformer to your house it's a bare aluminum wrapped by two hot legs that's what gives you your power at home that's yeah. what he's explaining right now the squirrel will go up there and it'll shoot down through there and it'll start eating and it'll eat all the way up and down this. And eventually, he does it long enough, he's ate all the aluminum off. So that causes a problem. That gets into electrical theory, which we ain't gonna mess with that, but uh, it they do like the taste of it, and there's a lot of places that we have to uh, go back and put something else, like a copper, and that's expensive. But if we have this squirrel that we can't get rid of <laughs> and it just wants to eat and eat and eat and eat and we keep going out there and repairing it, we can put up a, 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 a spand of copper up and they won't mess with it no more. Uh, happening. Used to, a transformer was hooked up. It has a high side bushing, uh, which is this gray bushing here and that wire going to the top of it 7200 volts so they just kind of get up there and they crawl around on the can and they go ah! and next thing you know power's out because they got zapped and they will sit there and wiggle and play and eat and carry on and then that then that happens that right there just cause that transformer to go out. So you lost your power at your house. Our lights are out. And uh, the birds, we usually either find it on the ground most of the time. Sometimes you'll find it burnt to the top of the tank. Squirrels can be up there. Now that we put, we got what we call, it's called a uh, wildlife protector. It's a uh, soft plastic, cone that actually fits over the wire and slides over that insulator and you can actually they'll get up there and peck on it and do whatever and it it never hurts them now you can still feel a little bit of like static out of it and most time they'll take off but since we start putting that on there our uh, outage calls have gone way down the squirrel population has gone way up. Uh, the birds are happy now, they're all flying. Um, and you'll see a lot of times going across a field, cornfield or whatever, covered in blackbirds. I mean, that line's just going way down, comes back up to the next pole. And then somebody blows their horn and everybody flies off and that wire's sitting there doing like this just because of the prayer. And sometimes it'll, out in the middle, 
And if it does it two or three times, it'll probably blow a fuse or open up a breaker. We got a lot of protective devices that go on the line. And that's for, to minimize the amount of outages, like the number of people that are out. Uh, it helps us to better serve the public when we get out there. Instead of having five miles of line off, we just got a mile of line. Well, it's a whole lot easier to look at a mile than it is five miles, especially at two o'clock in the morning. So, you know, we do a lot of stuff around here to to eliminate outages and to actually uh, save the wildlife. We don't want them dead no more than anybody else. Cars hitting poles. Anybody ever hit a pole? The biggest thing about when you're in a car and you're driving down the road, of course our little guy's got his honey by his side. There he goes across the field and hits a pole. If the if you do hit a pole, in all seriousness, if the line comes down across your car, if it does not blow that fuse, your car is acceptable to be 7,200 volts. So well, basically what I want to show you, there is a proper way to get out of your car if you have to. If not, everybody's got cell phones. Sit down in that seat and give us a call. And we will come out there and make sure that it's safe for you to get out of that car. Um, the biggest thing is don't get excited. Well, that's hard to tell somebody that just hit a pole at 50 mile an hour. Just don't get excited. You know, they're all amped up, ready to roll. So, this little feller comes in. They've hit a pole. He's going to save his baby. So he comes up and he steps and he's getting in the car and he makes a step. Uh-oh. I ain't making it. Boom! <laughs> what usually happens. Yep. Usually blows a fuse. This is an indication. Of course, he's small. He's opened the door. He's got one foot and one hand on the car and he's put the other foot on the ground. All he's done is made a, a track to ground. Come here. Right from this foot to that foot. If you're going to get out of a car, he's got the car door open and he's getting out. You want to jump both feet in the clear. Now this is going to sound stupid and it's going, it looks even stupider. Bunny hop. You yeah, want a bunny you hop. You either bunny hop or you slide your feet and stay connected to the ground. So. Uh, like just like when he hopped out, both feet made contact at the same time and he wasn't in contact with the vehicle. And so he was not a path to ground when he hopped. So at that moment in time, once you land, you can either hop or you can walk and slide. I don't know, Kenny ain't hopping anywhere, so he'd have to slide. So it just depends on what you're feeling at that moment. But yeah, those are the two, two correct ways to not come in contact with the ground. Hop out hop 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 or hop out and slide your feet and stay connected to the ground you don't want to come with any kind of potential now when you hop it's not a long jump it's not a comp it's not like on competition you want to make sure and the best way to do it when you hop out of a car you're standing on the door sill 
you want to put your arms up here and jump. That's it. You're away from the car. If you lose your balance, please don't reach back and grab that car. Just keep your arms folded and just keep hopping. I ain't too good of a hopper, but you want to hop 15, 20 feet. Main reason is when it's just like throwing a rock in a pond, how the ripples go. That's the way electricity goes. It's pretty stout right here, and as it goes out, it keeps going. It gets less and less and less and less. About 15 or 20 feet, you're pretty well in the clear. Now, if you shuffle your feet, that's good, but you don't want to shuffle from the door down. You hop first. Every exit is a hop. Both hands up here, hop. Then you can do like this. And all you're doing is you're making contact at all times with the ground. Uh, it's hard to do when you're in a field or in grass or tall grass or hay or whatever. You're probably going to have to hop. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. 